Welcome to episode nine of Trivial Arguments. We'll do some trivia and we'll get into some arguments. I'm here with the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, we'll talk about the Cubs so far this season, uh, kind of how uh, the director of morale, Dom, got started, um, his morale side projects, and then we'll uh, I'll try to get him to answer some difficult questions that probably won't be difficult for him. But <laughs> and then we'll, we'll see. Do, yeah, we'll do some uh, Los Cubs trivia. So, Dom, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. I really appreciate being here. Yeah, I, I, well, I figured, you know, when I reached out, I was like, an off day was probably the easiest. That way we're both not, you know, looking out of the corner of our eye, like watching yeah. the game. And, and you're like, you know, I have morale things to do. I can't be, you know. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of responsibilities. There yeah. are a lot of responsibilities, though, as ridiculous as they are. <laughs> I saw yeah. at one point you were, um, you had gotten like sidetracked and you were doing the, uh, the Bears morale too. You were on the Russell Wilson like. Well, hype, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, you know, whatever I can do to further any cause to try to help the city or people that you know appreciate morale or whatever. I'm going to try to champion that effort, and you know, I guess my work didn't necessarily come through, but I don't think uh, it's a bad story in the end, especially with Justin Fields. So. It's all good. It's all morale. It's all it is. It's all morale. Yeah. So speaking of like morale, like um, we had talked off kind of pod and I asked you, you know, you started this, what, like 2014, 2015, like how did this all kind of um, get started? And then obviously how did you get to kind of where you're at now? Like, did yeah. you kind of figure that it was going to take off or did you start it off as like a, you know, it was just something to do. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, people are really like kind of vibing with this. Like I should, you know, keep running with it or like just kind of explain how that kind of happened yeah I mean back in 2014 you know I've always been a Cubs fan I played baseball all through college so I had a background in the game and you know back then the Cubs weren't the Cubs yet I guess right 2014 and really what my content was is I was posting videos like highlight clips on Vine uh, if you remember Vine, like those <laughs> short videos, because you couldn't post one on Twitter. Um, so that kind of, you know, transitioned to like kind of how I still tweet today and, you know, running with sticks and all that type of stuff. And then it kind of just transformed morale specifically kind of came about like during the Cubs run, just on like a random tweet. And then people started running with it. And then I, you know, like I do, I took it from there. But the premise of it all is I, I've always had an issue with how mainstream media looks at sports or looks at the Cubs and uh, specifically just because it's so negative all the time. It's the same narratives. It's this, we're going to build everyone up for a short period of time and then we're going to tear them down yeah. uh, really hard. And I just was never a fan of that because I think there are so many fans that really just want to watch the game and have fun and, try to enjoy something that takes them away from their everyday life and all their struggles that everyone goes through. Right. So, yeah. um, and, and genuinely that's how I am. I'm a glass half full person. I'm a, uh, I have a positive mindset. It's honestly maybe a character flaw that I have because I just am just always looking at things and through a uh, positive lens and overall, you know, I tweet to make myself laugh. Like if, if yeah. I think it's funny and, of course, like, I don't want to be uh, obviously discriminatory or anything bad against a specific group of people or audience. Uh, but if it's funny, like, I'm going to tweet it. And the stuff that I tweet makes myself laugh. I mean, I probably laugh the most from Twitter more than anything else throughout the day. So, um, yeah, and it just kind of went from there. I'm obviously a big Cubs fan. I love Chicago. I love what the city stands for. I love what the Cubs are and the mystique around them and everything. So I just kind of bring that into the content and, you know, try to uh, get a lot of people involved. And of course, like there's the ego factor of it. And, you know, there's people that, that hop, hop on and off the bandwagon and I kind of hold them accountable at times. And that really <laughs> makes some Cubs fans butthurt because of that. Um, but you know, what, overall, when here, people like try to, you know, like, like, Oh, like Dom, I was here since day one. And you like pull up yeah. the tweet and you're like, Yesterday you literally like, no, you're not. Up, so <laughs> yeah, you know people get really butthurt about that. Um, which you know what? I guess I'm kind of learning because 
like I've been doing it for a while, but I never had this many followers for so long. So kind of changes when I was doing it and I had like 3000 followers to now having, you know, 21,000 that it really changes things. So I'm, I'm learning on the job as well, but uh, yeah, definitely does does frustrate some people, but (laughs) overall I'm here for laughs. I'm here for fun. Um, I've learned a lot doing this, honestly, and I, I, I try to be better on a daily basis. Um, doesn't mean I've been perfect all the time, but I'm trying to be better with, uh, you know, handling a big audience and a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts and feelings. So, um, it's a learning process on my own, but overall, I've just been very appreciative for it. Uh, I guess that's a, an abbreviated version to how everything went down, but that, that's pretty much how we got here. Yeah, I mean, I'll be completely honest with you. When I first started, like, you know, seeing the tweets or whatever, and I was like, how the hell is is he, like, being positive about, like, you know, it was a 13-to-1 game, we were losing. And you're like, yeah, yeah but that, yeah. like, one that we scored, like, that was like a, you know, professional at bat by so-and-so. And I was like, how yeah. the hell did he find the one good thing that happened in this, you know, game? Yeah. Where they were just out of it fairly early. And then, you know, I was like, it's, like, nauseating to the fact that he's, like, this positive. And then as I kept, like, reading and, you know, games went by and it was day by day i'm like oh actually like i kind of like having like this presence because i'm like you know i could eat you know everybody easily gets like down you know like yeah. the, like they're losing early and it's like oh well this game's over and you get on twitter and you're like like i'm not done like if you're saying yeah. you're done, then you should get the hell out because i yeah i mean you know what i, I think a lot of it comes from is because i again i never i never played in the major leagues but I've been in those positions to where like the game's down and, you know, you, you feel like there's nothing to play for, but I know for a lot of those players, like having a good at bat in the eighth inning after you're, you went over four and you like hit a rocket, like down the line or something, you ha- you take a really good walk. Like that stuff's meaningful. And I know to the average fan, it's like, all right, they lost, like whatever they scored one run. It doesn't matter. We stink. But like those little things build up and carry on into further into games in the future. And then when you look back, you're like, well, where did this thing change for this player? Where did it change? Like, it's like the moments like that, that the common fan or someone that's really not paying attention uh, doesn't realize. But like each at bat matters, each moment matters. And I guess for myself, like I see that in the players. And as I've gotten to know the players a lot more, like those things matter. So I try to, through a positive approach, try to um, portray that to the audience so they could kind of understand where I'm coming from, because whether it's a, you know, huge at bat, the ninth inning to win the game, or if it's a, you know, at bat when you're down 10, but you, you know, work a good at bat, you get to a full count and then you rope a double, uh, you know, off the wall, like that stuff matters. And that's what really changes careers, changes seasons for specific players. And then obviously if we have more players uh, have that happen to, then we're going to have a better team. So that's pretty much where it comes from. I, I know it can be nauseating because people are like, man, you just never, there's no like, there's no, there's no like downside with you. You won't like give in to anything that's going on. Um, but you know what? To that, I say it's my Twitter. This is how I am, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Yeah, and I mean, when I said like nausea, I didn't mean like you know I, I hate you or anything like that. No, like, I get it. Oh man, like you know, like I'm like I'm watching them lose, and I come on Twitter, and you're like, no, they're not losing. Like they're just losing now. It's, yeah, it's like, exactly. Oh, like I understand what you're saying, but I was like, I don't want to read this right now. I get it. I get it. But like, it's very easy to just like sit there and like sulk and be like, no, like they're losers, like they're losing and just sit there. And it's like, no, like that doesn't do anything. I was like, there's 162 games for a reason. Yeah. Like, and again, Dodgers at the, at the beginning of this season and now they've lost what, like 10 of their last 12 or whatever the hell. Yeah. It is. I mean, they're, they're down bad right now. So it's like, yeah, I mean, sure they were flying high at the beginning and, and now they're looking for, you know, any type of excuse to, you know, score any kind of runs i mean they were one of the best teams in the league and then all of a sudden you know they they haven't really been able to figure it out again so i mean there's going to be a bunch of ups and downs so it's like i said it's pretty easy to just be like oh well like this is a down like let's just be sad and let's be mopey about it and whatever else and it's like at the end of the day like you know there's a lot more games to be played and you know it's 
like this moment isn't going to last forever. So absolutely. Yeah. You're totally right. You, you, you framed it perfectly. And I mean, I have a very sarcastic sense of humor as well. So, you know, just seeing just, just whatever be a good at bad or something happened in the stands or uh, like the other game, like the other day when the guy lifts his kid up and throws it, throws the ball into the, yeah. the stands. I mean, it's just like stuff like that. Like that was a negative play for the Cubs. They just gave up a home run. And, but like, as a fan, you're like, Oh, that's awesome. Right. And uh, so it's just kind of where it comes from. Yeah. I mean, like I said, in the beginning, I was like, Oh, like, you know, he, he's way too happy about this. Like, you know, like, let me step away. But now it's like, I don't know what I would do. Like if I didn't like open Twitter and I was like, Oh, like Dom's still here. So like, I'm not like, I'm not worried. Thank you. I appreciate that. Listen, I know, I think with a lot of my fans, um, I have to build equity with them over time. And uh, because like the early initial look at what I do is like, I like, they can't wrap their head around it, especially when you tie the sticks and the inside jokes, like they don't get it. But that's why I think I, and again, I'm trying to be humble, even though my ego is through the roof. Um, <laughs> why I built something that is, as unique as it is and i don't think anyone can really replicate it because i don't think i i don't think anyone tweets like me i don't think there's anyone that has like the jokes or the sticks or what i do because i think my stuff is pretty unique and um yeah i just kind of stuck with that and if it like i said before if it makes me happy if it makes me laugh then i'm gonna roll with it and i'm not gonna really care what anyone else has to say about it yeah. And I mean, I think it's also probably hard to stay humble when you've got people that um, I think it was for maybe the Brewers or something like somebody was like, oh, like I'm the director of morale for the Brewers. And like, it got yeah, you're like, no, like, <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot. There's a lot of people out there. There's I mean, you know what I take? Listen, as I've gotten bigger and bigger, I've taken more and more heat. And I would just say for anyone who if you are listening to this and you're not a fan of myself, like I. I am more than happy to discuss what I do with anyone. I've, I've had conversations with people who absolutely hate my guts have told me that I'm the absolute worst. Yeah. Like, let's talk it out. Like what's, what's your problem? What's in, I'll discuss it with anyone. If it's about the Cubs, it's about what I do, whatever. I'm more than happy to talk about it. And I feel like in the end, after you have discussions, after, you know, you have just have a normal conversation because Twitter is like the worst way to converse, you know, yeah. uh, from person to person. Like people start to understand. It doesn't mean that you have to like me. It doesn't mean that you have to like how I tweet, but I think people over time will understand what I'm getting at because it is for fun it is trying to bring a positive message to people and on the mistakes that I've made, like I'll own up to it and I'll try to be better next time. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it's also, you know, like, like Twitter usually is somebody's either best day or their worst day. And there's really no yeah. in between. <laughs> So yeah, if you had somebody sure. on the worst day and, and they're, you know, like, like you're having a good time and, you know, like the other day, when was it, a couple of weeks ago when the Cubs were down um, against uh, Atlanta and uh -huh. like Rizzo pitched against Freddie Freeman and everybody, yeah. I, I was like, how does Twitter like not love this? And I get on Twitter, there's a bunch of people that, that like it. And then there's a bunch of people that are like, like, you know, why the hell is he out there laughing? Like, why are they having fun? Like they're losing, yeah. and, you know? Like, how are you not embarrassed? It's like, like, what did you want him to do? Exactly. Like, want him to just sit in the dugout and like pout? Yeah. No. Yeah. One of my, uh, one of my, uh, well, Twitter friends, I guess now, Joe Kilgallen said, what do you want him to do? Go on a hunger strike? It's like, yeah, exactly. You know, what you want. So, yeah. I mean, and a lot of people were like, you know, like they're losing, like they're under 500. Like, like, like what the hell is he doing? Yeah. It's like, again, like, you know, the whole point of this is to compete, but it's also to have fun. Like, yeah. I don't think at any point they really necessarily gave up like on that game. But I mean, I think it was the difference between like, you know, it's starting to look like they're probably going to lose. So you could either lose and be miserable or you can lose and take some positives out of it or, you know, whatever else. And people just get so upset about like the stupidest thing. So they do. Like, you spend five minutes on Twitter and it's like, oh, like those were a good five minutes. Like, let me keep scrolling. It's like, no, I really, <laughs> all I had to do was just stop when I told myself to stop. And it, it would have been perfectly fine. I hear you. Yep. I hear you. I deal with it every day. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, let's go back to your ego. I mean, yeah. 
only is like, you know, you're getting more followers and stuff like that. You're starting to get like actual, like, you know, reputable cub sources, like, you know, tweeting at you and stuff like that. Yeah. I and mean, we're having a good conversation with you Darvish when he was on the Cubs and, and you yep. know, and all of a sudden now Ian Happ's in the fold and yep. like everybody's saying church of Jake. And it just seems like, I don't know if I would be able to just be like humble if I like put out, you know, from there, just, <laughs> uh, you know, be like, Oh, like I'm having fun on Twitter today. And people are like, ha like, yeah, that's cool. And then they like repeat it and you're like, Oh yeah. Like, I guess that was, you know, pretty cool. And then like everybody's saying it now. And it's like, yeah, you're damn right. It was cool. <laughs> like, how did you guys yeah, know, like no. this early? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, that, that's, I guess I've never really thought it about it that way. You know what? I have, I am someone who, like I said before, I personally, uh, am I saying this right? March the beat of my own drum. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm an individual and I have, like, I'm, I would even describe myself as like a hipster. I will do, I don't, I don't know if it's just my personality or what it is like, but if it makes me laugh, if it's something that I like, then I'm going to go with it. And, and if people don't like it, if people do like it, whatever, it doesn't matter. But yeah. the, the premise of this whole thing has always been to joke, to make people laugh. Um, and of course, like the, 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 the massive ego, like, Am I joking? Yes. But at the same time, like I'm messing around and it's like, it's, and it's just fun. It's funny to me. I love when people, I love personally, the, the things that make me the laugh that make me laugh the most are people that take themselves way too seriously. And that's what I'm essentially doing. I like, I know, I know this all is uh, ridiculous. I know it. I've made this fake name for myself, but guess what? I've made this fake name for myself and it's become real life. So yeah. like you, I, you're just in the meme, you're just getting swept up in the meme. So um, I don't know what to tell you. It's like, uh, I know people get frustrated, but even I'm just thinking about it right now, the whole thing's ridiculous. And uh, we're just out here trying to have fun and trying to make people laugh. And luckily I've been able to do that and uh, be able to talk to people like you and, and be on a, a lot of different podcasts and I've had a lot of fun doing. So, yeah, I mean, it's like a humble ego, just all swept up into one and it's just fun. And again, I'm, I'm very, very, very appreciative for it. And I can't imagine not having it. Honestly, I can't imagine not having it, which is why people always say you need to cut this out. You got to stop with the morale stuff. And I, and I just genuinely, want them to know that I am not going to stop. If I do stop, I will let everyone know. And I'll probably go out on top. Like I'll be like yeah. on the uh, world championship parade, driving down Michigan Avenue, right. <laughs> sitting next to the trophy. And then I might retire. But other than that, don't, don't expect me to leave anytime soon unless I die. Yeah. And I mean, and how cool was it for like, when did you start saying like, like bad news, like for you, Darvish. And then like, has he ever referred to himself as bad news? Yeah, he's bad news. Absolutely. That's what I mean. So it's like, how bad, can you- Yeah, he's bad news. They're the morale family. I absolutely love that. I mean, I, I mean it when I say it. I absolutely love the Darvish family. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're incredible. And I was actually thinking about today. They come back uh, to town in two weeks. to uh, No, three weeks to play the Cubs. And it's going to be- it's yeah. gonna be amazing. I hope I hope he lines up the pitch that week. Yeah, I mean, I got my mug right here for you. Where's the oh, incredible! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know what? Bad news is is I don't know if I'll ever be able to top anything like bad news. I think it's my best shtick of all time. I think it's my best nickname. Um, just everything about it is is just perfect, and it's it's the I think it's the one that I'm most proud of because. <clears throat> You honestly is like my favorite cub of all time because of just what he went through, how humble he was, his background, the just, I mean, just, I have a, I have a lot of appreciation for people who go outside of their comfort zone. I mean, like people forget, like he's from Japan, like he doesn't speak English extremely yeah. well. Like this is a whole like unique situation and he had so much pressure on him when he came here and he was bad mouthed and the whole deal and for him to come back and be as humble and honest and just he was just so transparent throughout the whole thing and and again to have 
any semblance of uh, connection to him or relation to him is something that I take uh, with the utmost respect and appreciation. And again, bad news is I don't think I'll ever top bad news. It, it was, it was amazing. It was like the right amount of time. And I, I wish he was still on the team, but the fact that he left at like the height of bad news is almost, is almost better. I can't lie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah it's like, there's no way to get hurt. It's like, Oh, like, well, that yeah. was, you know, like that was that moment and it was phenomenal. And now it's like, now instead of trying to top it, you just kind of leave it the way it was. And yeah, you can kind of just he's, walk away from it. He's bad news forever. I mean, He's he could be keep come back to Wrigley when he's like 80 years old. I'd be like, that's that's bad news. You know, it's it's, it's amazing. So I think one of my like um like original moments where I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm definitely following this account and whatever else is when you were tweeting at uh, Christian Yelich and you were like, just so you know, like since this tweet, like since he yeah. said he needs help facing you is like you're batting like a 126 and he struck yeah. out, you know, X amount. Yeah. Of and it's like all you have to do is just a- admit it. And then, yeah, yeah like, absolutely. I mean, he, you know, I, I, I'll say this. I really like Christian. I know I give him uh, a lot of flack. I know I really uh, ride him, but I can't say enough how appreciative I am for him. And I know he doesn't respond all the time, but he knows what's going on. He's eventually going to wear the bad news shirt. I've never been as confident about something. It's going to happen. Uh, it's just a matter of time what'd you say he responded to you before yeah he's responded to me a few times and through the grapevine um he's gonna wear the bad news shirt sooner or later it's gonna happen and you know i'm just i'm appreciative that he didn't block me because if he did then i wouldn't be able to keep it going and i think part of i think he understands the joke and the shtick not saying he like is all about it but he gets yeah. it, and eventually he's going to wear the shirt. I mean, I, I think sometimes he's probably, like, like opening Twitter, and he's like, oh, it's Dom again. Yeah. I, at some point, he had to just have laughed it off and be like, oh, like, he, he's still doing it. Like, he's, yeah. You know, well, he's I'm not going to dedicated stop. to it. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. And that's another thing where I think people get – people misunderstand, like, what I do. Like, I'm going to keep going. I don't – like, you could think the joke's over. Like, to me, it's not over. And that's part of what I think is funny when someone just keeps on doing the same thing and is stuck in their ways and takes himself way too seriously. It's like, I'm just mimicking that person and I can do it on a public forum and it makes me laugh. So why would I stop? You know, it's to me, it's funny. Like I'm, I'm laughing about it right now. Maybe to other people it's not, but to me it's funny. And if if I laugh about it, then I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I always enjoyed it. So, I mean, yeah. Thank you. Uh, like, there's no way that, that he doesn't enjoy it either. He'll probably never yeah. admit it because once he admits it, then, you know, maybe the whole, like, <laughs> falls apart. But, yeah. I was like, he has he's going to <laughs> wear the shirt. I know it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, we went from – so, we got bad news, which was you, Darvish. How did we get yep. to, like, the, like, the morale blend? Like, how did that all come, come about? I bought yeah, so- it. My parents are big coffee drinkers. They drink – like all of it. So I have to order more. I didn't even get a chance oh. to taste it. Cause my, uh, my fiance, like Lizzie, she drank some and she's like, Oh yeah. Like we got to get more of this. I bought two bags, Thank you. I bought one for, you know, my house. And then, um, like for her and then my parents like drank it all. And I was like, well, the whole point was I bought it so I can drink it. <laughs> and I don't well, even know, like, I really, drink coffee, I really, this, but I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's like, it's like Michael's secret stuff in space jam. I was like, there's no way yeah. I'm drinking this thing. So. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate the support. I mean, I've been lucky enough if you follow along. Um, Ian and I, I mean, what, what started as a joke when I first went on the podcast, uh, Ian's podcast, and I said that he was big leaguing me, even though he was big leaguing me, <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the whole joke that I went on with, mind you, Ian and I had never talked beforehand. We had never we had never conversed in any form or fashion. And I went in there as confident as ever being like, we're going to build this relationship. Like it was like, it was uh, my main priority. Like he, like he wanted to, like he wanted to build the relationship 
And I essentially was like, we're going to do this. And luckily enough, we actually have. Like, we, uh, I would consider him my friend. I think he would say the same. We talk uh, a lot. And pretty much, like, as you know, Ian is uh, invested and is uh, very much interested in many things outside of baseball, even though he works very hard at his job. But he's, like, very passionate about business. And coffee is one of those things. And with his partnership with Connect Roasters, um, you know, they have the Home Run Club and Corn Tea Coffee going on, which has been fantastic for the community, uh, giving money back to COVID relief efforts. And pretty much like as we talked and as we, you know, just got more comfortable with one another and, you know, I think a lot of people just think that me and him just converse over Twitter. It's like we, we talk and call, you know, pretty fairly regularly. And we just came up with an idea. He pitched up, he pitched this concept that he was like, you know, I really think this, I really like what you do with morale and morale blend. Like, what do you think? Like, if you got into the coffee game with me and I was like, I'm, I'm all about it. Like, and I love how their uh, business, I love how connect grocers is giving back on each one of their projects. And Ian and I both love uh, golf. I actually just sent him a picture. I all weekend I was working on my garage, lifting the, lifting the roof so I can put a simulator in there. I can finally swing a full <laughs> golf swing in my garage. Um, so and we just were like, hey, let's give back to First Tee. And, and that's just kind of where it came from from there. And I think the fact that morale is tied to coffee, I don't know if there's a better name for a coffee uh, blend. I mean, the morale blend just works perfectly. And, you know, with Ian's obviously obvious connections to the team, we just thought it'd be a really good way to connect with the team and connect uh, – with fans uh, help out a charity that we both care about. And that's kind of where we are today. And I'm super excited about where things have gone, where things are going. Um, and I think Ian, he would probably say it himself. Like we've, we've really uh, helped the uh, greater first team Chicago and Ian admittedly. So like has been hurt and hasn't played as well as, he would have liked or we would have liked so you know we're just just excited where everything's gonna go and we're just very thankful for the support and uh I, yeah I, I can't thank everyone enough it's been probably the, it's definitely the biggest thing we've ever done and i just i love everything about it and hopefully people really like the coffee because connect roasters does an awesome job and just really thankful for everything yeah i mean like i said like i didn't even get a chance to try the coffee yet but yeah, you already got me buying it again, and I haven't even had it. So. <laughs> Thank you. And I and That's also I'm, I'm trying to get uh, a waffle maker. I'm I'm hoping that this podcast yeah run, and all of a sudden I'll just get like a waffle maker in the mail. So Ian, if you're listening, I know you're probably sitting at home. Yeah, playing today. I was like I could yeah. use a waffle maker. I'll take it off. Yeah, the there's. <laughs> yeah, we just yeah we need him to get back out there and uh you know playing every day so uh all these things can come to life again i feel like that la- i feel like that waffle was was so long ago but yeah you're totally right um but yeah overall just whether it be you or other people just really thankful for the support and we're glad everyone kind of understands the premise of everything and have given it a chance and uh we're gonna continue doing it because personally for me i mean i like this isn't the only time we've we've raised money for uh different foundations we raised thousands of dollars for the rizzo foundation for kyle schwarber's foundation for uh nurses in the city at like the height of covid last year and something we want to continue to do and that's something i i'm proud about you know i've turned this this joking shtick uh, inside whatever it is inside joke ego Cubs thing into something that we've donated tens of thousands of dollars to different charities throughout the city that relates to the Cubs. And that's something that I'm proud of and uh, hopefully continue to do that. Yeah. I mean, and I think there's a big difference between like, you know, like maybe you're, you know, calling yourself the director of morale and you're, if you're like trolling people online and people are like, dude, we get it. Like, you know, you're passionate yeah. about it, but now you've turned it into like, maybe it originally started off as a joke. And then all of a sudden, you know, like you started rolling with it and people were more receptive to it. And now you're getting, you know, 
the players involved and money's going to charity. And so it's like, yeah. I mean, it's probably everything you could have hoped for, you know, originally starting it, you know, six, seven years ago on like a whim or whatever. You were like, oh, like, you know, no one's doing this. Like, why don't I just do it? And then, you know, that's probably like everything you could have possibly hoped for that it would take off on, you know, on just like a whim or a joke or whatever. So, yeah, absolutely. And we still have a lot more work to do. I mean, I say it all the time. I, I tell people that ask me, like, they're like, oh, do you, would you ever thought it would have come to this? And I was like, no, but at the same time, yeah, because I am confident in what I do. And I do think it can get a lot bigger. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people that follow me, but I don't think we've scratched the surface. And I think there are a whole bunch of things that I could be doing. I mean, I spend, I mean, I work, uh, I work uh, another job, a full-time job that I have to spend a whole bunch of time focusing on that. So like if I could spend time, you know, actually thinking about the Cubs all day and doing other content stuff, I think it could be even bigger, but that's something for down the road. So, but yeah, I mean, we still have a lot to do and I just set out every day trying to make people laugh. And after the day's over, I try to do it again the following day. Yeah. I mean, obviously we want, you know, Ian to come back as soon as possible, but I think the the backup center fielder, I think his name is Chris Bryant or something like that. I think he's, yeah, he's doing, I mean, the, Swiss Army uh, Bryant or whatever you were calling him. I was like, Swiss Army Chris Bryant, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's like the, incredible. The, the perfect name because, I mean, all of a sudden he's having like a, a resurgence again. And it's like, yeah, like this is exactly who we thought he was. You yeah, know? he's yeah, he's incredible. I know I, I talk about it a lot. I mean, he's just – if you're going to – if you're going to build your team around one guy, it's him, and I don't even think it's close – uh, just because of everything he brings, the versatility, his ability to produce, uh, the whole deal. He's been a, a great teammate and just a stand-up person for that clubhouse. And the whole deal, I mean, credit to him. He's come back. He's, he's dealt with a lot of bad narratives surrounding him and his performance or his career. And just out here doing the, doing the damn thing and just super <laughs> happy for him and hopefully – he can stay here long-term. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping this kind of uh, pushes the Ricketts family and Jed to, to make a decision, hopefully sooner or later with what he's gonna, what's going to happen with him moving forward, but just really happy for him. Uh, for him. And uh, he's, he's, he's really a, a once in, uh, I don't know, like once in every two decade type of talent, at least, you know what I mean? Like he's, you don't see guys like him come around very often and, I've always tried to uh, do my best to appreciate him and his career because uh, we don't see it a lot. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think my biggest thing was, you know, I, I already thought, honestly, it was a foregone conclusion that like they had already lost Chris Bryant. So I kind of put that in the back of my head, yeah. although the narrative was like, you know, they're not going to be able to afford him, And they have, you know, like Rizzo needs to get paid. Baez needs to get paid eventually. You know, yeah. needs to get paid. So the narrative was always like, oh, well, Bryant's already out. So you have to choose between, you know, this pile. So for me, it was mm-hmm. like, well, if Bryant's gone, then, you know, you have to pay, you know, Anthony. And then all of a sudden yeah. it's like, well, wait, now Bryant might be back in the picture. And that door wasn't ever really closed, but everybody kind of assumed it was. Yep. I think it, it's, you know, if if there's a year to kind of prove your case, he's, he's doing it. He's right. doing it. <laughs> yeah. He's striking when the iron's hot and that's why I'm, I'm happy for him. I, and again, regardless of what happens, I think that as fans and not every fan has to feel, feel this way because I know there's a lot of fans that invest heavily, spend their time and hard earned money. But I feel like as a fan, like Chris has given so much to the city, to the fans, to the organization that, regardless of what happens moving forward, I think everyone would agree that you kind of want what's best for him. And if that means moving on, if that means he can't get the money that he deserves here, then uh, personally for me, I want to see him succeed because of everything he's done. So that's the same thing with Kyle Schwarber, John Lester, uh, whoever else is left. Right. Um, And hopefully, hopefully that can continue on, but I'm, I'm hoping and praying he can be in a Cubs uniform for, uh, a good amount of time longer. Yeah. And I mean, I I think the biggest like thing about like baseball now is that you don't get those players that are like the Jeter where it's like the lifer. Yeah. There's so much money in the league and there's so many other opportunities and stuff like that, that to get somebody for their entire career 
is absolutely like unheard of. Like I, yeah, I, absolutely. Jeter, I think Jeter might be, you know, other than maybe Tatis who just signed, obviously, you know, a huge deal and, you know, whatever else. But I mean, even him, he wasn't drafted by, um, you know, San yeah. Diego. So it's like, do you really ever get one of those like once in a lifetime players and he stays with one team and you can, you know, get him as a, you know, rookie of the year MVP. And then, you know, the whole team slumps. And then the narrative is like, Oh, like these guys don't have it. And it's like, yeah, I totally agree. I wish, um, you know, and I don't know if my premise is like, I want Chris to be a cub for life. I want Chris because Chris is still a really good player. And like Chris is producing at a level that is at the top of the league. And I personally don't see the Cubs going into a rebuild next year. I, I mean, uh, maybe I'm I'm uh, speaking in a wishful tone, but I just don't feel like this team is going to go through a rebuild, and I feel like this team can compete moving forward. They have so much money coming off the books, and if you're going to sign one guy, I think it's Chris Bryant. I mean, if he went into the free agent market right now, I think he'd be one of the most highly coveted guys. And if, if you're just working on that premise alone in a vacuum, like that's the type of player that you want. So – uh, that's really where everything stems from and why I think the Cubs should resign him. Yeah. In your opinion, what do you think is like the biggest, like if, or maybe like this season, like if the Cubs can do like, yeah, Z, like then they're, you know, in the top 10 or they're where they can make a playoff run. Or maybe if, you know, if this happens, then, you know, they're able to do this. I, I think the starting rotation yeah. is obviously, a question mark from the beginning, but I think there's enough talent in it that, you know, they're going to surprise people. And again, it's 162 games. So it's easy to just pick out the ones that they're losing. And, you know, like Hendricks yesterday, it's like, um, you know, it's like, well, where did that come from? Like all of a sudden, you know, these yeah. guys are, you know, opposing batters are catching up to him and he was never a fast pitcher where all of a sudden now he's missing locations or they're timing him better. And it's like, you know, we thought that was like the one sure thing, in the rotation, you know, with, with you gone and then Lester's gone. Yeah. Um, so it seemed like Kyle was like the anchor and all of a sudden it's like, well, now our anchor's not even the anchor. So, yeah. so where do we kind of go from here? You know, I, I, I don't mean to echo your point, but I think the starting rotation is number one. They have the worst starting rotation in the league. And that's objectively speaking, if you're going by F war on fan graphs, um, you, you can't compete if you have the worst starting rotation and they found a way to get back to 500. The offense has been incredible since the morale blank came back. Again, I'm not I'm not someone to boost my own ego, but it's just the fact. Yeah, um, I mean, like the numbers back it up. Like it's easy to the just, numbers back oh, it up. Yeah, yeah like they're better because they're drinking coffee, and it's like no, like yeah, listen, and and, like and I hate to say, I hate to say it too, but uh, Adbert Morales drinks the morale blend too. He's the best pitcher on the starting staff. Justin Steele, who's come up, drinks the morale blend. He's been one of the best, uh, you know, bullpen arms since he's came up. So, listen, I, 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 I know people uh, hate to admit it, but it's just kind of the fact. But really, and I, I really believe this, and I, I feel really strongly about this. Like, I think the Cubs' offensive setup right now with how it's constructed, you have guys like Matt, Duff, uh, Matt Duffy, Jason Marisnik, and Nico Horner. Duffy and Horner specifically – I think this is the best offensive setup the Cubs have had since their World Series team because of the contact that is being incorporated into this team. Uh, and we know all the swing and miss. The Wilson Contreras, Hap, uh, you know, Chris Bryant at times, Hobby. Like, we know, like, this is – it's something that plagues the team. It's it's a lot of hit, hit or miss. And when you can sprinkle guys in that have quality at bats that can still take walks – and can produce on top of the contact that they make, like Nico Horner, like Matt Duffy, it totally changes the complexion of what you can do. And it allows you to play small ball uh, in very important times. So overall, I'm super fired up about it, um, especially if this uh, starting rotation can figure it out. Like you said, if Hendricks can find his uh, old frame and really, really focus not, not saying he's not focusing, but really lock into what he's always been as a major league pitcher. I think we have a chance, but I think we're also going to see other opportunities, whether it be a Keegan Thompson or maybe a Corey Abbott coming from AAA. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for guys to come in and earn a job because right now 
the rotation is the worst in the league. And I don't think as a, as a Cubs fan or someone in the organization, you don't want to see that happen, especially with how the offense is playing and the talent that's here on this team. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't think people really realize like the benefit of like a utility player, like how big of a hole it was when Zobris like left yeah, where it was, like Zobris sure. left every position. And since then the Cubs haven't really had a player that could do that. And now they're able to, you know, slot Duffy in the lineup at third and they have Bryant in the outfield. And I mean, just the ability for, you know, Chris to be that versatile to, you know, be able to, you know, Monday play left field, uh, Tuesday play center, you know, and he's third on Thursday. And so, I mean, the fact that they can keep him in the lineup, they can keep Duffy in the lineup. When Nico comes back, I, I foresee him you know, being in, in the lineup fairly often. So, I mean, I, I think the offense is going to pick it up. And I mean, they've kind of already done it, but once that rotation kind of figures it out, I think yeah. everything else is kind of in trouble. I think uh, I agree. I agree. Um, and I, and I hope, hopefully we can see it soon. And yeah, the offense is definitely carrying their weight. The defense has been great as well. I mean, we don't talk about that enough. It's like a good defensive team with Nico and Javi and Chris everywhere and Hayward and we all know Wilson and I mean it's a really good defensive team and you know we just need the starting pitching to uh kind of carry the load and uh earn their keep if you will yeah and I think um either tomorrow or Tuesday if you're listening to this you know whenever yeah uh, I think they're they have two games against Cleveland and I think Morales gets Bieber one of those oh we do who's who Bieber and who else who else are we facing um well, I don't know who the other um, one was, but I know I um, kind of looked at the pitching probables the other day. Yeah. Morales-Alay versus Bieber, and I was like, I, I mean. Love it. Cubs lose that game. I think that definitely benefits, you know, Adbert a lot for him to be able Absolutely. to pitch against Shane Bieber. It's like even if, you know, he doesn't have his best stuff or whatever, just to be able to kind of be that matching counterpart to him, I was like, I don't think that's not going to benefit him and, you know, in a positive way, regardless of the outcome. So, absolutely, I totally agree, and uh, looking forward to watching it. I love Bert, I love Morales-Le, and uh, he's he, it's been great to see him uh, develop. And I, he's kind of gotten the short end of the stick in terms of not being able to pitch out of uh, you know some of his jams. And I think his numbers are only going to be better moving forward, which is really exciting. Yeah, I mean, and I think David Ross is probably going to let him, you know. Like as the season progresses, all of a sudden, you know, he's going to be more lenient on the pitch count or, he, you know, Edward's going to get himself in a jam and he's going to look at Ross and Ross is going to say, this is your jam. So, yeah, for like, sure. I think he's starting to trust him a little bit more. And, you know, in turn, he's trusting himself. So, I mean, I think whatever happens for the rest of the season, I think it's going to be, you know, it's only up from here. I mean, they've, yeah. they've managed to get back to 500. They are, I think, four and nine on the road. And they get the next five games are on the road. So, I mean, they have a chance to, you know, go nine and nine uh, for the season on the road. They get two against Cleveland and then I think three against Detroit. So, I mean, if they're going to put it together, you know, and especially on the road, if they're going to put it together on the road, I think these next five games are definitely going to be, you know, a, a sign of what we're looking forward to in the future. So. Absolutely. I totally agree. So let's do what you've been dreading, which was the Cubs trivia. <laughs> let's do it. We'll see how good I am. I'm kind of nervous, to be honest with you. I was going to like uh, like message you afterwards and be like, do you want me to just like give you the answers? So no, I don't... <laughs> no, 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 no. If I get them wrong, if I get them wrong, I get it wrong. We'll see. This is good. I've never done this before. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so usually I tell people, you know, you can either play for a T-shirt or whatever, but um, like everybody stop listening right now. Uh, everybody gets a t-shirt so it doesn't matter <laughs> how many you get right Thank it definitely you. is uh, a shot to the ego if you think you you know know a lot of stuff and then all of a sudden it's like oh well I didn't I didn't know that one and you know whatever else because I've done this like, like I said like this is the ninth one um, I've had just my buddies on here we did like socks trivia and like bowls uh -huh. and stuff like that and you know a lot of them were better than they thought and a lot of them were like oh I guess I don't know anything <laughs> so I we'll mean, see how I, I do yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't rig the questions to try to, you know, stump anybody. I kind of just piece it all together and I have a common theme and, you know, we kind of just go from there. Sounds good. So let's start with an easy one. Wrigley Field, 
uh, as you know, is a federal landmark. Yep. What are the cross streets that this landmark resides at? Clark and Addison. Clark and Addison. Right. Look, look at that. I would have gotten that wrong. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so what is the day that the Cubs flipped the lights on and played their first night game at the friendly confines? Oh. <laughs> uh, Christian Yelich has leaned back in his chair going, ha. Uh, I don't think it was in the 70s. I think it was in the 80s. Um, okay. I don't know the date. I'm going to say it's night oh, between two days. I'm <laughs> going to say it's night. I don't know the date, but I, I'm going to say the year. Uh, I'm going to say it's 1984. It was August 8th, 1988. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Anyways, I knew I was in. I knew it was in the eighties. I didn't know that. I didn't know the date. I had no chance. I but the 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 year I was close. Okay, well we'll see how this goes. Now I'm nervous because this is the second question. And I and I All only right. knew the, the 1988 like off the top of my head because I bought a. It's a bright yellow shirt. It says like the day they flipped the lights on, and I wore yeah. it for like, you know, in like a seven day week. I wore it maybe four times, and then my fiance is like, "Yeah, you got to get rid of that shirt." Yeah. <laughs> That's the other why I knew 88 off the top of my head. I was like, oh, my shirt says that. She's like, yeah, go, go, go get rid of that shirt. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, what is the affectionate name for the fans who watch the uh, games from the bleachers? Uh, well, I feel like there's a few names. No? Bleacher bumps. Bleacher bums, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, there, I mean, a lot of them, but <laughs> there, there, there are a few names. But okay. I got you. All right. We're on the same page. So, bad news, you Darvish finished second yep. in Cy Young voting in 2020. Can you yep. name the first Cub Cy Young and the last Cub Cy Young? Uh, the last Cub Cy Young was Jake Arrieta. The first Cub Cy Young, oh man, this I'm probably I'm assuming this goes back to like the 20s. Um, um so you want me to give you the year? Yeah, can you give me the year? 1971. Oh, Fergie Jenkins. It was Fergie. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, I, I feel like I know Cubs history pretty well, but if it's like back in, you know, the Great Depression era, I mean, I'm screwed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bryant, thank you. Yeah. Is currently getting MVP chance at Wrigley lately. Who is the yep. only Cub to win back-to-back -back MVP awards? Oh. Uh... Were they both with the Cubs? Um, so it's the – yeah, so – well, it's the same guy for the back-to-back -back, uh, MVP. Andre Dawson. It was. It was. All right, perfect. Mr. Cub himself, Ernie Banks. <laughs> no, no. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I thought it was. It was. Okay, my fault. All right. Well, I, you know what I was thinking? I, I was – I mean, I knew – Dawson got one MVP, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. He got one, and I was thinking, like, maybe maybe he did it the year before. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. All right. <laughs> Should have it, but I'll – never said I was going to be perfect on this. Let's keep it going. I'm trying to think out of the corner of my eye. I think that uh, – where the hell is it? Wherever. Yeah, up at the top. Um, oh, there you go. That, that, there's Arnie Banks. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Love it. So it was KB, and it was EB. So – Yep. Uh, the Cubs have four retired numbers in their organization. Five, if you count, 42 for Jackie Robinson. Yep. Name the four retired numbers. Santo, Banks, Williams, Maddox. Um, Ron Santo, 10, 14, Ernie Banks, 23, Sandberg. Oh, Billy Williams isn't retired? Uh, no. Really? I don't think so. I mean, I, I might have to fact check it, but. I could have swore he was retired. He has a statue. How is he not retired? <laughs> and then it was uh, it was Fergie and Maddox. They were both 31. Let me fact check right now. Let's see if I'm the idiot <laughs> and you are. I could have swore Billy player. Williams was. I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I just thought he was because he has a statue, doesn't he? Um, I'm trying to remember if he does have a statue. Um, let's see. 
There are five numbers retired. Ron Santo, number 10. Ernie Banks, 14. Sandberg, 23. Billy Williams, 26. <laughs> I knew it was. I knew it was. All right. That's, I'm not wrong on that. Matt. You were wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm wrong a lot. So <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, no worries. What I did was I knew five, and I went, oh, five. Well, the fifth one is got to be Jackie. Yeah, and then once you said Billy yeah. Williams, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. Hey, we're good. We're learning here. Yeah. In 2016, the Cubs sang Go Cubs Go 57 yep. times at home during the regular season. Who sings Go Cubs Go? Oh. <laughs> uh, no idea. I, I should know because I feel like I'm always nervous about getting a DCMA complaint from Twitter um, so I don't get my account suspended. Uh, okay. Who is it? I don't know. That is Steve Goodman. I knew it. I knew it was him. Bless. All right. There's only three more questions. No, we're good. Keep it going. So you you should be able to know this one because I'm pretty sure you've talked about it before. Which Cub player hit the most home runs in a single season for the The Cubs? Sammy Sosa, the king. Slamming Sammy in 98. He had 66 of them. The king. It's incredible. I miss him. Yeah, so before I did this podcast, I was writing for like a Cub website and I wrote like the article that was like, it's time to bring Sammy home. And yeah, sure it is. You and you were like, yeah, like I, I couldn't agree more. It is. It's, it's been time. Uh, been waiting too long. He's the king. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're thinking 90s baseball, I mean, I was born in 92. So the entire like run of his, you know, Cub yeah. career, I was like, yeah, I, I but baseball was synonymous with, Sammy Sosa just as a Cub fan and then in baseball together when he was you know fighting McGuire for the the home run lead and whatever else I was like how was that not like must see baseball like they just I know you know it's sad that it's it's sad that it's it's come to this and I hope it changes but there there's no there's no guy there's no player like the king there's no there's no one like Sam and slam and Sammy I'm not saying he's perfect I'm not saying he should be in the hall of fame but God bless. He should have one opportunity to, you know, be in the federal landmark, throw out the first pitch, sing a seventh inning stretch, and go on his merry way. I completely agree. Do you yep. know if, um, probably not, if, you know, we're talking about this, but when the Cubs won the World Series and they sent out all, you know, World Series rings and stuff, did they not send Sammy one? Oh, there's no chance he got one. Zero chance. Nope. Yeah, well, that's why no I, was, I was like, how the hell did they not send him one? I was like, I agree. And then, you know, they're not letting him back and it's like oh maybe they didn't i was like god that's terrible like, it is almost, terrible. like a garbage ben at wrigley got one and i was like they, yeah. they were really like handing them out at one point not that you know people that work there don't deserve one but i was like that you know they get one and sammy sosa was like oh like look they won the world series like i guess i'll check the mail yep yeah one of the most uh integral parts in the organization's history and yeah he's treated like uh social pariah <laughs> yeah it's it's ridiculous a lot you know coming from the guy who has the biggest ego of all time um <laughs> the egos that that run through the the business side and i'll even throw the ricketts family in there the fact that they've helped they've held this grudge for so long considering they weren't even part of the organization back then is absolutely ridiculous i hope it changes and hopefully this bridge can uh mend itself sooner or later yeah i agree yep we'll see yeah which cub pitcher hit a home run in game seven of the 2003 nlcs carrie wood never forget god that was absolutely incredible (laughs) left center i remember watching it with my family we had turned the tv volume off and we were listening to pat and ron on the radio uh and I think the radio was ahead of the TV and we heard the call from, from Pat and next thing, you know, seconds later, Carrie uh, hits an absolute tank into the left center stands. I think Carrie was also using like a red bat. Um, I, I, I might be wrong, but I like vividly remember that. I don't know why. Yeah. And he, I mean, he looked more comfortable in the box than, <laughs> other guys in that game so yeah absolutely i'll never forget that never forget that of the would-be 2003 cubs yeah 
right? So my, I hear you. So my dad has like season tickets for the for the Cubs, and that was uh-huh. you know the game six was you know the Bartman game, and he was there, and he told me like I don't want you coming to like a clinch game because you know these people get rowdy and you know everybody's drinking at sluggers and whatever else, and he's like I don't yeah. need you being there. I think I was like nine or ten or something. He's like game yeah. one of the World Series, like I'm taking you. He's like you know that'll be you know, a lot better than a game six clinch game. Everybody's going nuts and, you know, uh-huh. no fault of their own. He's like, I just don't want you to get hurt out of, you know, stupidity or, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's just trying I to get be it. protective of me. And then that obviously never happened. So the first game of the 2016 playoffs, he's like, no, we have to like knock this out right now because there's no way I'm, I'm breaking this promise twice in my life. So, yeah. Incredible. That's awesome. That's a great story. You know what? That's what, that's what this is all about, man. It's about, you know, telling stories and bringing people together and uh, just for you to share that. And I, I know there's a ton of people that have very similar experiences and that's great. I love it. I love to hear it. Yeah. I mean, like when they won the world series, like he was like crying, he's like, I didn't get to do this with my dad. And he's like, and you get to do it with yours. And he was like, you know, he's like, I, I didn't even really like think about it. He's goes, we didn't even have any old style in the house. He's like, we had to drink like a Coors light or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's like how the I hell did i not buy old style for, for for game seven of the world series he's like i think i just didn't want to jinx it so he's like i think i just you know i just yeah. left it alone incredible i love it so your last question all right in 1993 with me being of the ripe age of 11 months <laughs> uh-huh. the rookie of the year hit theaters in 2015 who was the rookie of the year chris bryant God, if I would have gotten that one wrong, <laughs> that Matt was- Duffy came in second. So that's why I've been learning about. I, for some reason, I forgot about that. Chris Bryant, absolutely. If I would have gotten oh. that one wrong, I should have uh, be banned from Twitter in and of itself. I-, I thought, like, I was like, Matt Duffy. I was like, man, that sounds familiar. And then, you know, the Cubs got him. And I was like, why does Matt Duffy sound so goddamn familiar? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. I was like, that Matt Duffy. I was like, the Matt Duffy that, like, Bryant was like racing in September to try to, you know, eclipse yeah oh my yeah. god i was like we got yeah. that guy. i was like we got the mvp or the rookie of the year and the backup rookie of the year yeah <laughs> i was oh, like how Lord. are we not shooting this team to the freaking moon at this point yeah <laughs> i hear you yeah I like, well i think the, well, how many did ball? i get wrong how many did i get right and wrong so you got seven right okay out of what 10 out of 10 yeah oh come on that's much better than i thought i would have done fair yeah. enough like I said, like some of this is, you know, is vague surface knowledge. And then some of this stuff you have to kind of dig. Like I, I thought yeah. for sure, like the Cy Young one, I was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, Mordecai Brown or, you know, whatever in 1930, 1940. And when I looked it up, I was like, oh, really? Fergie 71? I was like, I could put that in. I was like, I'm not going to yeah. try to trick you and make you name, you know, remember the knockings or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah. So that's seven. That's a T-shirt. Look at you go. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, Dom, that's all we got for episode nine. Um, I'd like to thank you for for joining us on this Cubs off day uh, before they head to Cleveland for two important games, which I don't know if they've ever played Cleveland two games in a more important time than Wednesday. But uh, yeah, so you can follow our official Instagram. uh, That's at Trivial Arguments. Uh, You can follow my Instagram. That's Lendog92. That's dog D-A-double-G because... I was a child when I made this account. Um, <laughs> or you can follow me on Twitter at, at Lenny Arquilla. Um, I tried to change it to Trivial Arguments, and Twitter's like, no, make a new account. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. So <laughs> yep. uh, you can follow uh, Dom on Instagram and Twitter. I believe it's the same thing. It's at Dom underscore Frederick, correct? Yep, absolutely. And then I'll shout out the Morel uh, Supply Company, too. I think that's at Morel Supplies or Supply, like CO, right? Short for yep. Yeah, Morale Supply Co. Absolutely. Perfect. Thank you very much, uh, Lenny. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Uh, great conversations. And whenever you'd like me to come back and you can give me some harder questions next time, I'd be more than happy to join. Yeah, we'll only do 1920s Cubs. So. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure I study beforehand. And, yeah, just whatever year was right after, you know, the Titanic sank. That'll be our there you go. Our, our starting point. Uh, I'll be I'll be studying for a month beforehand, <laughs> so you'll have to give me a warning. No, that that's perfectly fine. I'll I'll have to do a lot of Google searching. I would never try to trick you 
into naming <laughs> any 19 whatever Cubs that weren't like Sammy Sosa era Cubs. So <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. A lot of fun, Lenny. I really appreciate it. Thanks again. Yeah, always a pleasure, my friend. I hope to do it again. Absolutely. Thanks, Lenny. Have a good night. And uh, whenever you post this, just send it to me and I'll tweet out the link. Perfect. Yeah, always a pleasure, my friend. All right. Thanks, Lenny. Have a good one. Have a good night. Go Cubs. See ya. Cubs in four. Cubs in four.